We're back again. This is the second week in a row for the first time in years. Let's go, baby. I said that and it might actually be true. I think the first time I was actually consistent with episodes, it was like the end of 2021. Oh yeah. So <laughs> we're getting back to it a little bit. Let's do it. So what's up guys? The happy hour has returned. As you can hear, we got drinks in our hands. We are ready. Angry Orchard time, baby. Oh yeah. Uh, we traded out Christian, like I said, for Jake Smith. The man is back. How's it going, everybody? He has returned. Uh, I think. I think we're in part three now. Yeah. I think part one was the first uh, first time I was on here with the Star Wars talk, and then um, the second one was our seven days and yeah, it YouTube was like the collide. YouTube collaboration. Yeah, it was yeah. great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is third time around. How you feeling? Oh, just happy to be back. It's uh, it's always a fun time recording here and talking. This is like it's, the yeah. really the only time I get to be on a podcast show. Yeah, so well, I think no better show to be on than right now. <laughs> well, hell yeah, that's the perfect answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so normally when I bring um a repeat guest on, we usually like I usually bumble about and have just random topics to throw at them. But this time I'm bringing you back again for more Star Wars recap. I had Christian on last week for. Uh, some good old-fashioned um, Marvel recap. That Sweet. one took a long time, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, lots, a lot has go on, gone on with both the Marvel and the Disney side. Uh, oh, and, yeah. sorry, and the Star Wars side. Oh, well, yeah, all, all the sides. But, They've yeah. all been putting it in. So, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll do a Star Wars recap this time around. We'll get, uh, we'll get the people informed on the Star Wars shows and movies that... Well, not movies. There haven't been any recently. But yeah. all the Star Wars stuff that's come out so far, we'll get them in there. All right. Well, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, I think, I'm trying to think, it's been almost a year since the first episode, or since the first time I was on, and I'm trying to think of everything that was added, I guess we kind of, we have a list here, but I, I know there's been like at least three or four shows well, that have so, gone through. Yeah, so when we talked on, when we were doing like the Seven Days to Die YouTube collab episode, um, I think at that point, Obi-Wan had wrapped, and then, um... Some other, like, we had talked about some news that had come out, and then, I think that was before um, Andor had started up. I, I believe it was. So, I think, like, very soon, I think after that Seven Days episode, it, the first episode came out. Uh, I, think. I think, I think you're right, but then, um... Maybe a month. I can look up the, I can't honestly remember the, when the Seven Days episode was posted. Yeah, that was, um, that was a few months back. I want to say, like... October, maybe? Maybe earlier? That sounds right. Um, let's see here. Yeah, it looks like it was, yeah, four months ago. So, okay. yeah. I can't do math in my head. I should be able to. I'm an engineer. But <laughs> I, I'm just, I can't do math in my head I'm still. trying to do, like, backwards counting of months. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> It was a yeah. while ago. Yeah, I think September. Okay. Until November, December, January. Yeah, four. Okay, all right. <laughs> we figured it out. There we go. Um... But, so yeah, I think Andor was like just about to. Oh, actually, it was just about to start or finish. Yeah, and I then um, I can't even remember. Tales of the but, Jedi came out um, pretty quickly after that as well. I think it was like the next month. Yeah, because I remember on a Wednesday, I was like, "Man, I've got Andor to watch and Tales of the Jedi." So. Yeah, because I think they were coming out at the same time, or at least Tales of the Jedi dropped on a day that Andor had come out. I believe I think it was. Oh, I right? think that might have been pretty far into Andor then, because I think it yeah. came out the same day as episode ten, which yeah. had everyone up at arms. Yeah, it was. It was because um, I remember Andor, like the first few weeks, they wanted. To, I don't. I'm sure they didn't want to have two Star Wars projects going out at the same time. But yeah. now that they've got 
their footing down with Andor. They're like, okay, let's release all these Tales of the Jedi episodes. And I think there's what six. There were six. six yeah. Okay. Because I think there were three. I mean, we'll jump into Tales of the Jedi just <laughs> yeah. because that was that was coming out then. Um, cool. There were six episodes. There were three that focused on Dooku, and three that focused on Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, I'll do what I did last week with Christian. Can I get your general thoughts on Tales of the Jedi? What were you, what were you thinking about it? One complaint I had about the show, they were too short. Mm-hmm. I would be able to sit and watch hours of that. Oh, yeah. Um, the Ahsoka ones were definitely cool. It was really cool to see where she came from. Um, and uh, spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Um, I'll, there's just some cool stuff that I just like got to talk about. Oh, yeah. Go for it, man. Um, it's been out for months. We just, yeah, we just had a struggle it. trying to figure out when they came out, so you're good. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, pause now and go watch. They're really Absolutely. short. And they take no time. I watched all of them in one day. I was about to say, you can get through them in like two, like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. And I think one of them is even like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like they're not super short. They're not but, long at all. Um, out of the two, the Dooku ones were my favorite, but the Ahsoka ones were really cool because you kind of see how, where, like where she came from and like the moment they realized she was like force sensitive. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, What's and, that? um, they, uh, Really did a good job with showing, basically, like her life after. Like they showed her life after Order sixty six again, because it just kind of ends at like we don't really hear much about her after the end of the Clone Wars season seven. Yeah, um, when, until like season two of Rebels. Or something yeah, like that. yeah. So like we don't really know what, what happened much in between that time. Right. So it was kind of cool to see her still. Um, Try to lay low, but when she faces that Inquisitor... Oh my god, yeah. She made... The, that was like... I felt like I was watching Darth Maul and Obi-Wan from Rebels. Yeah. Like, the uh, intensity of the fight, but also the quickness. Like, Ahsoka took out this Inquisitor in, like, two like two moves. It was, like, the intensity of the showdown, and then the quickness of which she just, like, cut that dude down. Yeah. Like, oh, so good. And it was cool, because of, I think some people were saying they... Um, or they were hoping it would be more of an intense fight. Yeah. But, I mean, I think Dave Filoni just knows best. He, uh, he does. They were, a lot of people were saying that um, it should have lasted longer, but, like, the Inquisitors, they were meant to just hunt down Jedi, mm-hmm. not particular Jedi Masters. Yeah. Because uh, that was more of what Vader would handle. Yeah, they had, like, some skill with the Force and everything like that, and, like, obviously... Mm-hmm. The basics, if not some pretty decent skill with lightsaber combat, but they were, I mean, Ahsoka spent her whole life fighting a war, so, like, she yeah. was, she was gonna win and that. She was literally trained by the Chosen One, so, oh, yeah. like... She was chosen, or trained by the guy who trained the Inquisitors <laughs> right. to find her, Right. And they still couldn't do it. Yeah, like, they, like, absolutely will stand no chance. The only person that could really put up a fight against Ahsoka at this point is Vader, which we see later on in Rebels anyways. Yeah, um, and that was amazing. That was I know we're kind of dipping back fight. into Rebels, but screw it. This is yeah. great. Like, that <laughs> but, fight had me on the edge of my seat as I was watching. I was just like, there's a possibility that Ahsoka could die off here, and there's yeah. a chance that there's not really a chance that Vader could die, but we could see him get messed up. Yeah. kind of did. Yeah, but yeah, he got a, a nice slash to the face there. He, um, he always loses, like, half a mask whenever I know, he fights like, somebody. He loses it to Obi-Wan. He loses it to Ahsoka. Yeah, like, I think it's the same side, too. Everyone. It's just like, Palpatine, he goes, again. <laughs> it's costing me money here. <laughs> 
You know what how expensive that uniform is. Don't tell me it's not expensive. <laughs> like it, it keeps you alive, literally. It's <laughs> thousands of credits, man. <laughs> You're losing your freaking uh, what's it called? You're losing your uh, your inhaler every time yeah. you get take a hit to the face. God, I know. I think it's always like on his like left side. So like. Just so. reinforce that side. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> well, I, I think he like reinforced it after he fought Obi Wan, so it was his left side, and I think he lost his right side when he fought So because he's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I'm like, "Come on, man! <laughs> you're supposed to be a man of strategy, Vader. What are you doing? You're supposed to be El Smart, and you're not. Right? Like, whatever. come on! I thought you were the chosen one. Um, but yeah, like we got. Let me think. One of the um, shorts for Ahsoka we got was her being trained like she had some training in the oh jedi temple and everything yeah. with the drones and whatnot and then anakin's like that test is stupid and she goes but i nailed it and he goes yeah but it's dumb like mm-hmm. what do you, and he goes i i got you i'm gonna make a real test and he's <laughs> like he goes and gets some clones he goes hey you guys know that order 66 thing let's emulate that real quick yeah. and they just surrounded her and started shooting and she's like what the hell right like he literally put her in a clone kill box yeah and like it's that's another one of the touches that Dave Filoni, like, is just such a genius for thinking of. Because, like, um, obviously Anakin is like, okay, we've got the clones. They are, like, the most prominent fighting force right now in the galaxy. If Ahsoka can survive them, she can survive anything. Well, it's also, like, um, I liked that test more because it's, like, uh, the whole mentality of using clones rather than another droid force against a droid force is that with clones they have like human thinking capabilities so they mm-hmm. can like adjust on the fly they're not set by programming so it's yeah. like if they see Ahsoka's getting an edge or like moving towards somebody they can reposition and get a better shot and that's what they did they would uh-huh. reposition and get a better angle to stun her because I mean of course they're not going to use lethal rounds yet right but, yeah yeah um, <laughs> unfortunately right <laughs> the saddest of scenes yeah, I was going to say some sad foreshadowing yeah but... um but like it's a be- it's a much better test in retrospect. Right. So good on good on Anakin for doing that, but also, damn it, it's he so used sad. it. He yeah. used it poorly. I know, but like, it's just like looking back, it's so genius because mm-hmm. a lot of people have complained um, in Star Wars and really just any sort of entertainment genre about main characters they have plot armor. Yeah. So of course we knew so- Ahsoka was going to survive Order sixty six because mm-hmm. um, she's you know in all that other stuff afterwards. But um, it's kind of cool. It's just it's just basically extra detail going back and showing how she survived, like how right. she was able to survive, not just because she has plot armor. It's, it's how because, she got that plot armor. Yeah, it's literally because Anakin was like, "Yo, I'm trading you for everything." Yeah. So um, that was just I don't know, just a super cool detail. Yeah. And when you were mentioning about how clones are have like the human capabilities, so like that's why they're going to be naturally harder to defend. They. Uh, had this video out somebody put it out on youtube where they like slowed it down to show how in tune ahsoka was like being able to like sense when somebody was about to shoot there is a scene um it's like it happens like in like one second in the show because it's so fast it's like a blink and you'll miss it thing yeah okay um where the clone is like you it like zooms in on a clone trooper's hand about to shoot and his mm. finger is like literally starting to move to pull the trigger Ooh. and Ahsoka looks back at him. Wow. But it happens in a like the blink of an eye but somebody slowed it down so you could watch it like frame for frame. So Dang. it was like Ahsoka was like already like ready to move before he even pulled the trigger. Oh, like, that's awesome. Like it was awesome. I was I, like I love when people do that cuz there's a I don't remember the name of the guy but there's a guy on YouTube who will um He'll go through, like, chaotic clone battles and, like, 
slow them down and like point twenty five times the speed it's supposed to be. Yeah. And he'll like point out all the details. So like one of the ones he did and I really liked it was uh Umbara. Yeah. I don't I don't remember which part of it, but I think it was like the landing or something. Or maybe it might have been the whole thing, but he's like kind of watching the whole thing and there's stuff I didn't even notice. Like at some point I think they're landing and um, like someone else just gets beamed in the head or something like that and he goes, Oh oh did you see that? And he'll like zoom in on it and play it like a couple times that way you see it. It's just uh-huh. like Oh man! Anyway, what happened next? Oh no! And someone stepped on a landmine, and he's oh, like, god. "Oh my god!" Yeah, like the fact that like they have all this other stuff going on in the background is—I don't know—that just shows to me that Dave Filoni just knows what he's doing when he makes videos because he's just yeah. The focus is going to be on the main people, yeah. like landing, but I don't know. There's always stuff going on in the background to make it seem like it's a more realistic well, it's, like, it's actual battle it's such a good detail because it's like not only like you're saying you're focusing on what the camera wants you to focus on so like if there's a dropship landing and troops are pulling out like you're mm-hmm. gonna focus there but then also you can see the other sides of the camera and whatever's happening on that side you're gonna miss mm-hmm. but it's still cool to include that because then someone goes back and points it out and notices it and it's like they found it mm-hmm. like yeah it just adds i think like realism yeah and i know it's a sci-fi fantasy world but still like, but it still adds that touch of realism where it's yeah. like this is really well thought out right and that's just something that Dave Filoni is like I've mentioned it before he's just I, he is just probably one of the best producers yeah. of any show uh, that I've ever watched and um, he's on other shows too like Avatar for a little bit I was about to say you know he came from <laughs> Avatar so like, yeah. that's another show that's got great detail great story yeah. hell animation like, yeah, so. like it's got the Dave Filoni touch yeah essentially he sprinkled but, himself all over it it's great <laughs> yeah um, well, I guess we'll we'll kind of reel it back to Tales of the Jedi because we should talk about the Dooku stuff. Mm-hmm. Because holy crap! Like, obviously, we saw mm-hmm. Dooku in the Clone Wars as the villain, and then um, the two movies he was in before mm-hmm. he got sliced by Anakin's. Do it, yeah, um, <laughs> do it. it. That was some really good like character building for someone we already know and who's already dead. But it's like we finally got the background on him. It's yeah. like this is awesome, right? Like you almost like I almost like side with him because like oh, it yeah. shows why he left the Jedi uh-huh. um, it like sure I mean he still did terrible things after he left the Jedi but like it was it was nice to see that he was like his own independent thinker mm-hmm. and how he influenced because he trained Qui-Gon yeah. and Qui-Gon was always one that was kind of like didn't really like to go with the order that way he never like turned but like yeah. You know, he never he would you know openly disagree with the Jedi he, Council and like he was a Jedi that stuck with um, he stuck with the Order and everything. He stuck with the Council, but if the Council made a call that he didn't like, he mm-hmm. would go against it entirely. He'd be mm-hmm. like, "That's not what we do. Like that is not who we are. That's not what we're supposed to do here. Mm-hmm. This is more like what we're supposed to do, and that's what I'm gonna do because I'm a Jedi. This is what I'm supposed to do." Yeah, versus Dooku doing the same thing because again, yeah, he's training. Uh, right. Qui-Gon the whole time. It's and, like, yes! And that, that just, like, makes sense as to why he was like that. Because that's how Dooku was. Yeah. And um, I also really like the detail of him uh, uh, deleting Kamino. Oh, that was so the Jedi cool. archives. Because, yeah. like, when you go back and watch episode two, to me, another, another thing, like, it just seemed like it was a coincidence for the plot. Yeah. Back when we first watched it, like, oh, of course somebody deleted it. Mm-mm. But, like, now you know how and why. Like, yeah. That's just, like, another good thing that this show did. And that's just, like, if I had to say 
what Dave Filoni is good at is just filling in blanks, mm-hmm. filling in those spots. Well, that's the thing is like, oh, there were a lot of those moments with um, the prequels where it's like, there's big gaps in these things and like big things that just seem like coincidence and it kind of tanked some of the prequels. Obviously, some of the dialogue and stuff did that too, but I mean, not all of it. A lot of it's really good, but um, like the Clone Wars came in and fixed some of that. It gave mm-hmm. you the in-between for two and three. Mm-hmm. Just like filling in those years of the Clone Wars. And then now, like you're saying, it's filling in like, here's how Kamino got erased. Here's where Qui-Gon got his understanding of like mm-hmm. his responsibilities as a Jedi. Yeah. Here's where Yaddle disappeared. Like, here's what <laughs> happened there. Here's how Ace Windu got promoted to the council. <laughs> like all of these things just filled in. It was like, oh yeah. my god, you you madman, but I love it. Yeah, and that's to me why I really like the Dooku series the best. And also just because Dooku's a really cool character. Yeah. Um, didn't really know much about him before the Clone Wars, and the Clone Wars really showed his evil side, but yep. this show really showed why he became that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just really good. It was really good seeing um, that he didn't really want to go the diplomatic way that the Jedi always like kind of like forced upon people. Yeah. Because like, there was that scene, I forget, what's the name of the planet they were on uh, uh, in the very beginning? Oh, dang. Where he um, fights the, I think, was that his brother? That Was, was that his brother? That he was fighting, like going to get like his town, like his brother was like the ruler of this. No, no. So pit. they were sent in to, um, like, get the ruler's son back from like a mm. group of rebels mm-hmm. or something like that. That's what. It was. And uh, yeah. I don't like they had no relation or anything like that. It was just like um, they were just sent in to keep that alliance between the republic and this ruler strong okay. versus gotcha. you know these rebels that took the son mm-hmm. just for bargaining, basically. Yeah, and. It's cool because those people weren't going to be like, okay, yeah, let's just diplomatically settle this. And yeah. Dooku knew that. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay, fine. Just let me just <laughs> let me slash up some people yeah. real quick. Well, I think he also saw that it's like, um, once everyone kind of like pulls their guns on Dooku and everything, he's like, yeah, these people aren't standing up for diplomacy. Can we at least make sure the kid's alive? And they're like, okay. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, oh, they're they're okay with that. And so he goes and talks to this kid and he's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. They're treating, <laughs> yeah, I'm chilling. He's like, they're treating me pretty nice. Like, they're not beating me up or anything like that. They just, you know, they took me from my father and I'm seeing everything that's happened to them. Like, I kind of agree with them. He's yeah. like, Duke is like, oh shit, I kind of do too. You know, you're kind of, you're kind of making some good <laughs> he points. You made a good point there, son. Like, okay, yeah. well, fine. But yeah. it's like, see, he just like wasn't going with what, like what the normal Jedi would have done. They would have just like forced upon, like, I don't know, try to make ways work with, Diplomacy and yeah. as we've seen time and time again in other Star Wars stuff that just that just doesn't work and that's why people disagree with them and why people yeah. turn. We was noticing like I think even in the second one, like the second part of Dooku's trilogy, like he was noticing that the Jedi were leaning more towards um like obeying the political rather than like following the will of the force and protecting the peace. They were just like yeah, I mean, we want this to be a strong alliance with the Republic. And he's like, no, but they're killing people. They're killing, they killed a friend of ours. And they're like, but they need to stay in the Republic. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, like he sees, like, he sees the problems, but like they won't do anything. They won't do anything about it. He sees the problem with, like, I mean, it's kind of what happened to him, too. Like, and we'll get into that in a little bit because we're going to talk a little bit about the Bad Batch second season. Uh We see a little bit about that, hear a little bit about that in the first episode where they're gonna go raid Dooku's like fortune after he's gone like yeah. they um they were talking like yeah he just like 
took everything from everybody in like off world planets and he saw the corruption in the earlier episodes in mm-hmm. his earlier time and like he was trying to fight against it but then because he wanted people to be free from the republic and Sidious and everything he was like I have to have your money to do it so he started becoming more corrupt as well it's yeah. like you became the very thing you swore, swore. To yeah exactly and like that's like the fall a lot of like anti like he's almost like an anti-hero yeah like you want to side with him but you know he still does bad stuff mm-hmm. and like he's doing the wrong thing for the right reasons yeah yeah and that like kind of just gets more reinforced as he goes and becomes like part of the separatist leaders and does all this terrible stuff and right. kills people and all that jazz yeah. but like I understand why he left but like then again he left a one corrupted thing he thought and then became another corrupted thing yeah <laughs> so I guess maybe he saw, like, on the outside how easy it is to fall to that, and then he became very uncomfortable within it, like, with inaction. He was uh-huh. just like, we're doing this, but I'm getting rich off it, so we'll stall that so I can keep getting richer. <laughs> right. Like, and keep, sp- keep preventing the Republic from joining other, si- or having other systems, like, join with them. Yeah, so that way I can get more moolah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, man, it was just so good. Like, I, I wanted more episodes so bad. Um, I think they're going to do more. I hope so. I hope I they hope do. So. I'm not entirely sure if they've announced that or not, but if they do, I'm all about it. Give yeah. me like some stuff on Plo Koon. Give me some oh stuff like yes. Give me some like more clone stuff. Maybe that's just another series itself. I don't know, <laughs> but I will take everything. Give me a, a Captain Rex series. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be so my cool. God. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I know we had the Clone Wars, but damn it, it's not enough. I know. Like I don't know because it'd be kind of cool to see how he sh- like. I know we see what happened with him after. Or after the fall of the Republican rebels, but like during a time maybe like right after the Empire starts, yeah, would be really cool. Like imagine seeing him in Andor. Like but some of the stuff, even if it was just like shorts and whatnot, like Tales of the Jedi was. Everything he was doing um, before he met up with the Bad Batch in the first season, mm. and then after, like mm. what was he doing? He's like skulking around in the Empire, just like he's got that cool hoodie now. He's just kind of wandering around. Like what's yeah. he getting up to? What's he doing? Right, like, it'd be cool, like, in a show like Andor, where you see other, like, pockets of, like, cells of rebels, mm-hmm. if he kind of jumps from those to maybe help them out, yeah. unify them a little bit, and then he's like, okay, I've helped, there's a good fighting force now against the Empire, now I can finally retire yeah. on my ATTE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with some of the other boys. With two of my boys. <laughs> yeah, and just hang out there in the desert. Oh, my God, yeah, that'd be, that'd be so awesome. Um, I guess, you know, if we're going to go based on release days and everything like that, we might as well jump right into Andor because yeah. that's going to take a hot minute, and <laughs> rightfully so because it's amazing. I know. Like, if you haven't watched Andor because of what other people have been saying about it, because then don't listen to them. You need to watch it. Yeah, watch uh, it and form your own opinion. Yeah, because Andor is it is different than other shows, mm-hmm. other than other Star Wars shows, in the fact that there isn't a whole lot of action. Yeah, but the action that is in it. Oh my god. Very good. It's so good. And it's like, it focused more on... Because, I mean, this is a few years after the Empire is, like, firmly established. I think it's, like, uh-huh. five years before Rogue One. I believe so, yeah. Um, so it's it's been around for a hot minute, but it's like... You are finally... Like, Andor finally showed the inner workings of the Empire. Yeah. And how really just evil and terrible they are, but also the cold, calculated machine that they can be. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so good. And then, yeah. I mean, obviously, seeing, like... Cassian's origin and everything before he actually joined up with the rebellion was mm-hmm. so good. It was. And like 
honestly, um, people were complaining that I don't want to watch this show because I already know what happens to the character. And I'm like, that's like a terrible argument because everything that's come out Star Wars related since like the 80s, 70s and 80s, you know what's going to happen already. Right. Like, you know, like, you <laughs> you know, know where it's going. You know where everything's going. So yeah. like, that's not a good excuse to not watch it. Yeah, it's like, um, um, oh, I don't want to watch the Clone Wars because I know what happened to these characters already. Well, yeah, the yeah. movies have been out forever. This is just in between, dude. Yeah, like you know they're going to be the Empire eventually, but yeah. like watch the how yeah. like, they got it's there. Like, oh my God. Like some of the stuff they've done, like the sequels and Bad Batch, those have been like... You don't know what's happening right now. You don't know the fate of these characters. We're bringing in new characters. It's like, mm-hmm. cool. Um, that's always good. But just like getting the origin story for a new or from an existing character that got introduced, like Andor in Rogue One, like he gets introduced there. Just seeing like how his path like got in there. Mm-hmm. It's been really fun. I know. It's, it's, inter- really, it's really interesting, I yeah. think. Um, because uh, I, I mentioned it before. One thing I really appreciate that the show does is that... Um, Andor is kind of a scumbag a little bit. Yeah. Uh, like, not like terrible, but like he really is just kind of about him. Yeah, he kind of sucks a little bit in um, the beginning. Yeah, and like, which is like, I mean, it doesn't take away from the show at all. It's just, it's consistent with his character because he's still kind of a scumbag yeah. at the beginning of Rogue One. Yep. Like, he is still kind of like, we gotta do everything for the rebellion, and I'll do whatever it takes kind of person. Like, he'll kill people. Well, it's like, I gotta stay alive for myself, but also because I'm a competent fighter for the rebellion. Anyone else can go down just because they're not right. as as necessary, almost. That's kind of what he's thinking. Right. And, you know, at the end of Rogue One, we see him kind of, like, turn into more of, like, okay, I know what my, you know, what my role is here. I'm yep. willing to lay my life down for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he kind of does like the hero's journey i suppose yeah in a way and it was good to see that in andor he didn't really have a hero's journey and like realized oh my gosh this is what the you know this is what the greater cause is what i have to do with my life yeah. he's just kind of going you know he's just doing his thing yeah. and like he doesn't like essentially have a, uh i'm trying to think of like a the term for it but like i don't know an awakening or mm, yeah I don't know. yeah he's not like He's not fully on board yet. Yeah, like he's not like the true hero that everyone looks up to because he's yeah. not that when you meet him in Rogue One. Right. So it like wouldn't make sense if he like had this huge heroic arc and then Rogue One starts and he's a scumbag again. Yeah, and I mean like the first, I guess, act of the rebellion he does is the bank heist, or not the bank heist, but like the uh, the payroll heist mm-hmm. on Aldani. Mm-hmm. And like he only did that because he was promised like millions of credits. Oh, yeah, he to, wanted the money. Yeah, yeah, he wanted the money to get him and his mom off world. And it's like... yeah. You're doing the right thing for a right reason, but mm-hmm. you're also not realizing the millions or trillions of people you're going to help by just doing this one little punch and dash. Yeah. Like, he's right. still, he's still, like you're saying, he's not having that full awakening of, oh, this is the right way to go about this. This is how we fight the Empire. He's just like, I'll fight him because I'm being paid to do it. So, yeah, essentially. Like, he, I think he doesn't join the rebellion because. At first, like in the in the show, yeah, he definitely doesn't have like I just want to destroy the empire and help all these people. Mm-hmm. I want to help me, yeah, and like that's not a problem. I think that's perfect because that's how he is when you first meet him in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I feel like I think he um, doesn't have that awakening until he is in prison, mm-hmm. um, and then everyone breaks out. Yeah, which oh my God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that whole See, episode was so good. 
Right. And like it does so many things. One, it shows, like I said, how the cold, how a cold machine the Empire is Mm -hmm. um, and how they just treat people. But oh my God, those scenes of him in the prison. Oh my. They are good. They are so good. Um, And yes, he does kind of spark the rebellion against uh, the Empire in that prison. But again, it's not. He's not ready to take down the whole empire. He's just right. ready to get out. Yep. He's looking for a way to get himself out. And if he can get these other people out, great. But if not, at least number one gets out. Right. So yeah, and like, which is you know still it's still a good, I don't know, a good plot line because yeah. you want him to get out and you want him to see just everything that leads up to this moment and you see him in Rogue One, mm-hmm. and um, it's just it's just really cool to see that he kind of gets. He understands the empire as he's yeah. into the as he gets put into the prison. Um, he knows they're not fair. He knows he's never going to get out unless they break out. Mm-hmm. And it's um, I forget who who's like the floor instructor's guy's name. The guy was named Kino Loy. Kino, that's right. Oh, Andy Circus, one of the best performances I've ever seen of him in live action. I know, he's so good. And, and and he's Snoke. I didn't know. And I didn't Snoke. realize he was yeah. Snoke until he's a little Snoke, later. Gollum. He did the mocap for. Um, uh, Caesar in the Planet of the Apes. He did mocap as King Kong in 2005. He's done all oh, sorts wow. of races. Oh my god, he's amazing. Man, this dude is like actually a legend, but oh, he can't he swim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't swim. I was a uh, like talking, no way. I was talking with Christian about that last night, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, man, I'm thinking about uh, I might start Andor up soon because I haven't seen anything from the only thing I've seen is the uh, I can't swim bit." And I was like, "Dude, when you get there, it is heartbreaking. It's so tragic." Like, uh, I was just like I was sitting on the couch I was like yeah they're breaking out they're gonna get free and then he's like Andor turns around and sees Kino and he just looks terrified like no and he goes I can't swim I was like oh no Andor, you carry that man you yeah, know I was he, like he somebody put him, him on your back or have him jump in the water so and grab him and drag him to shore like I don't care get him out of there I know like he that speech he gave Oh, over so the good. intercom of the of the prison. Oh my god! Some it, of the dialogue was, that got me ready for war. Hell right? yeah, dude! <laughs> I saw something that was like the time of this is the way is over. It is now one way out. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the way, baby. I um, <laughs> yeah, that that really was just the best thing yeah. from Andor. Just be like a rally cry. It's like let's go to war, baby. One way out, right? And what the show did so good is if they like got into prison mm. and. The same episode they get out. That I feel like that wouldn't have had an no, impact. It wouldn't. Because um, I think how many episodes did they spend in the prison? Was it like three or four? I think maybe? it was. I I think it was three because it's like the episode before he's actually in the prison. He's just getting put on the ship to go there, uh-huh. and then he spends the next couple there, and then the third one is the escape. Um, so yeah, the three three mm-hmm. episodes he spent. In yeah, prison. but in those three episodes um, in particular. They just like, you can tell they're just building, building, yeah. building, and um, like, it. It's cool to see like a step by step process of Cassian trying to, um, prove to Kino that they don't. The Empire doesn't care about people. Yeah, and they, you know, they're never gonna get out. They literally like they, mess. They sentenced Cassian for how many years? Like ten, six, six years. Yeah, six yeah. years. Six, quote unquote, yeah, <laughs> meaning life, but six to life, you yeah, know? for doing nothing. So yeah. like he knows they're not gonna just be like, okay, yeah, you're free to go. Yeah, um, I think it didn't really click for Kino up until um, that like, floor. Yeah, the whole like. So what happened? What happens in the show is that like 
each of these prisoners are on a separate floor of this facility. They're put into, like, floors and put into groups and everything like that and levels um, because, you know, the, the Empire is taking everyone as prisoners pretty much. Yeah. Um, this massive underwater prison. Yeah. So um, one of these entire floors gets terminated because somebody from a different floor was released from prison, brought back in... And just put it on a different floor. And everyone recognized him. They're like, hey, you just got out. What the hell is going on? And they're like, they're asking questions. Hit the kill button. Yeah. And they killed everybody. So once everyone's freaking out about that and learning it, Kino's just like in denial. He's like, no, that can't be true. That's just a rumor. You don't know shit. They're trying to do sign language. Like, you don't know how to say that. Mm-hmm. And Cassian's like, dude, nobody I'm, cares. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, like- <laughs> they don't care. Nobody's listening. If now, if ever's the time to get out. It's now. Like, we just need to go. Mm-hmm. And he's still just like, no, 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 no. But finally, I think one of the guys in Cassian's work group, the older guy, mm-hmm. he uh, he died. Yeah. Um, just, I think he, like, has... Just natural causes, it seemed like. Yeah, he was, he was rough for yeah. a while. I mean, he's been worked to death, pretty much. Yeah, um, pretty much. I think that's what finally drove Kino over the edge, because he was kind of friends with the guy who died. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, damn, these guys really don't care. And so it's just that that beautiful moment at the end of the episode. He's just like, how many guards are on each floor? He's Never more than 12. He's like, he's all in <laughs> he's now. He's turned like, now. We're going to take him. Yeah, so like the way that episode ends, I was like anticipating that whole week for the next one to come out. I was oh like, oh, God. the prison break has got to be coming Oh, next. yeah. I was like, hey, if he knows how many guards are on each floor, he's thought about it. Yeah. He's never done it, but now they're going. Right, yeah. Like he's definitely, like he, like Kino does not want to be there, obviously. He's, yeah. but he's thought about escape, but he mm-hmm. knows that like, um, you know, if he just works hard, he's only got like at the time we meet him in the show. I think he had like what ninety days left or something like some, that, something close like that. So um, he's like, I just got to get through this. He was very hardcore. Like he was the floor instructor um, for the, all the other prisoners. Yeah. Um, so he was like telling them, you know, get information, all that stuff, and like he goes, I'm just making sure everyone is in tip top shape so I can be out mm-hmm. and. 90 days or it's whatever. It's that same thing as casting where it's just like, I'm looking out for me by mm-hmm. making sure you guys are on, like, in in file and everything like that. So that way, I'm good to go. Right, yeah. Like, I want to break out, but I can't do it just me because yeah. the floor is electrified and, yep. or magnified or whatever. I think, yeah, it's electrified. Mm-hmm. So, Which, by the way, um, if you haven't seen it, that, like, the way they keep the prison, like, the magnetic or electric, like, the electric floor is super... Like, oh my god, like, yeah, <laughs> that is so probably one of the more inhumane sides of stuff we've like, it's real stuff we've up, seen. yeah. Um, because there's like a scene where they like show the, like, the new coming prisoners what this floor does, and like they're like just like completely dragged like out of their own will to yeah. be stuck inside, like stuck in place and getting electrocuted. Yeah, it, dra- it literally like it's shocking them so much they just lose all control and fall to the ground, and it's still sho- it shocks the rest of their body. Then yeah, it's all touching the floor. It's oh my god, it's messed up. Yeah, because right, I I was curious because like the first scene you see them entering the prison. Yeah, you see Imperial guards walk up and they've got weird shoes on. Yeah, and I was like, what's this about? Looks like they're going to a trampoline park. What the I, hell? I know, like they just got them socks from like Defy Louisville. Like they got those socks <laughs> from Sky Zone. Yeah, right. And I was like, this is interesting. And then. A minute later, they showed what the floor did. Yeah. And then, of course, there's even, sadly, a guy that, like, loses, like, hope and, like, just walks on the floor intentionally. Because yeah. at nighttime, when they're in their bunks, they turn the floor on so nobody can leave their bunk. Yeah. Nobody can escape at night at that point. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's just, yeah. It's, it's real. It's a messed up prison, which is another way to show how terrible the Empire was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, 
aside from everything that went on in the prison, um, after, well, I guess the the saddest scene was once you get once they finally riled everybody up enough to like rebel. The whole escape process was really cool, like oh, how they yeah. overthrew the guards and like destroyed the floor. Yeah, with water, they um, would go around to like each of the like working facilities and grab like all the shock batons, all the shock poles, like mm-hmm. the blasters, anything they could get as a weapon, and just keep moving. And if they ever ran into anybody who was firing back, they'll like. All right, well, we got fifty guys to your one. You're screwed. Yeah, and like they like that's like they uh like, this is one of the things Cassian would always talk about is like the Empire doesn't care about this. They're not listening to us. Yeah, they will never possibly think that somebody like the people like us would ever rile up and escape them. Yeah. So that you know, there's their own hubris. Those through their own downfall, really. Yeah. But um, when they finally got everybody riled up. When the riot started, then Kino gave like one of the best motivational speeches I've ever freaking heard. Yeah, um, rallying everybody else in the prison to rally up and escape. Oh my god! If you can go to YouTube and look up um, the Andor prison speech and just get riled up for war. Yeah, like, it's perfect. And it's just so sad yeah. to see. I wonder though if he actually died. Well, they I never showed it. The showrunner I think said he survived. Okay, I don't know if like. He survives and becomes Snoke. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what yeah. some people are like, theories. Yep. Oh, everyone's going to have a theory. If it's the same guy, they're just like, it's him. Yeah. It's like, like no, he, shut up. He must be Snoke. Like, no, he's a clone. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, Snoke is a clone. Yeah. Um, they, um, I think he said he survived, but I don't know if that means like he got out, like officially got out or if he like escaped and then got pulled back into prison. I don't know what happened to him after that. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hopefully we, we see him again. If we see him in season two. I'll be, then we'll I'll be good. Be okay hopefully, yeah. Like, hopefully, Andor can, uh, like Cassian will go back and maybe even try to help him if mm-hmm. he somehow gets out, or maybe he'll send the rebel, he'll join the rebellion and come back and take the guy. rebel group to break out the other prisons that are around. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so that'd cool. Be, that'd be awesome. That'd be really dope. Um, but this little segment we've talked about has literally just been three episodes. So, like, yeah. there's, I think, what, 12? Yeah, 12 episodes. Um, they, like, that might be the longest, um, like, recent Star Wars or not even recent like the longest live action Star Wars project we've gotten so. in mm-hmm. since like movies yeah. like, even this would probably be longer because it's like 56 minutes per episode or something mm-hmm. like that yeah so. something like that yeah like, which is I, I, I I'm mean, all about it <laughs> give me hours you're not going like, to hear us complain about it no it, way we'll talk about season 3 of Mando here in a minute but oh. uh, if they give us hour long episodes oh my god oh my god <laughs> that'd be beautiful I was talking with um, Katie and Andrew I'm like well, someone need you guys to like, I'm going to need you to remind me again not to take off work on March 1st. And they're like, why? Oh, like, oh, it's the day Mando season three premieres. And, you know, I I really want to watch it. And they're like, just take your computer to work with you. I was like, but if it's an hour premiere, I don't want to watch half of it at lunch. And then have to wait until I get home to watch the other half. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. And they're like... But the anticipation wouldn't... It'd be too much. <laughs> they're like, just do something about it. I'm like, I, I'll have to figure out a way, but then I work late that night, so I'll have to either wake up early to watch the episode or wait until the end of the day, in which case, spoilers are going to be abound. Yeah, I will not be on any social media until I watch that show when mm-hmm. it comes out. I don't want to see anything about it yeah. until then. But um, but yeah, the, those three episodes of The Prison were super good. And then there's other really good... Um, like, there's the first part of the show is... Um, you kind of learn a little bit about Cassian and basically what he essentially will join a little cell to pull off the bank heist on yeah. Al, 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 Aldani 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 
Um, and like the whole, um, like the show is like really good. There's like big major points that happen in the show and it's really good at building up to those big major points. Yeah. Like the tension, there's a lot of tension. It did a really good job of having like, there's maybe a couple episodes that are standalone, but there's a few that are like, these are really interconnected and everything like that. I mean, the whole show is, but it's more so like. These right. focus on the same thing. These focus on the same thing. Yeah. And just like how you get from episode one of that thing to the end of episode of that thing, like the way they build that up, like you're saying, is so well done. And yeah. like one of the things I liked about um, the show in general, but also that Aldani bit, was that they were shooting in real locations. Like they they didn't use the volume like they normally do for like Mando. For Mando, Boba. yeah. Like they went out into the world somewhere I think it was Scotland and they were filming like actual scenes that way you get a good landscape and everything like that and just like they wanted to use as little CGI I think as possible yeah Um, obviously you know you got TIE fighters and like Mm -hmm. the asteroids that come in Mm -hmm. on one of those episodes which looks the eye yeah the eye (laughs) oh so good but um, I was just like that is a really good move because I don't know how many Star Wars projects have actually gone on location like that is amazing I think honestly some of the just the movies like I don't think any of the shows until this until this show were filmed on Real um, locations. Yeah, I think you're right. And the live action ones, I don't think. Because, like, yeah, the movies, uh, at least the original movies, um, oh, excuse me, those were actually on location. Mm-hmm. So, like, you've got yeah. them in the desert and everything like that. You got them in California for Endor. <laughs> um, but you got them on location. And then um, when these live action shows started coming out, they had the volume and everything to do, like, the um, environmental looks and everything like that, which was really, really oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm, but with doing this, I'm like, this really like grounded the show more. Like, oh yeah, I obviously, agree. you know, it looks good enough in Mando and Boba to be like, okay, those are real locations, and mm-hmm. you could be fooled for. Oh yeah, like, you could be fooled in thinking that, but like, the, like just having that realistic, like the wind and everything like that, and having that be not like generated or anything like that, mm-hmm. it just added such just a nice natural. realistic touch to everything. Oh yeah, it was so well done for sure, and like that's really like noticeable in the first few episodes because that's when. Yeah. Um, Cassian meets with that cell to yeah. do the bank heist, but they're like kind of holed up in like this little like canyon valley mm-hmm. area, and um, it looks you know it looks great, it like, does. super like I would love to go there in real life. I know I want to go to any like actual like realist real place shooting that they did. I want to go there. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to be like yeah. Andor stood right there, and now I'm here ready to fight the Empire. That's right. Where's the Tie Fighter coming <laughs> over the mountaintop? Right. Like, yeah. Where's the Empire coming in for a low low flight? Just get down. I know, and that was I was gonna bring that up because um that scene where the TIE fighter finds them mm-hmm. and just like rides super low, yeah. like just to like blast their after the afterburners to make it super loud and definitely yeah. make it scary. Um that's I wonder because I read a book called The Lost Stars in Florida. That was yeah, the book yeah. I was reading in Florida. And um there was a scene where there's a part of the book where the main character is in the Empire and he's a TIE fighter pilot. And he was literally instructed to just fly around this city low and loud to scare and intimidate people. Yeah. And they did that in this show. So I'm wondering if that was inspirational from that book. Because the book's been out for just about a year or two now. Uh, it very well could have been. Either that or um, like both of these people just had the exact same or the, idea. Yeah, or the same but idea, yeah, for sure. I wonder if that was like just 
a general thing, like a general like deep lore thing, where it's like pilots would fly over these areas super loud just to be imposing, and yeah, everything like that, right? And if so, that's still really cool that they brought that in. Yeah, and another another yeah. good attention to detail. And this is even uh, Dave Filoni didn't have much to do with this show, did he? No, I don't think he had anything to do with it, okay. other than maybe like executive producer. But I don't even think he did that. Yeah, because I don't I don't remember seeing his name in the credits. Yeah, but like. Um, the fact that like they would just add like small details like that oh my god it just makes the show so good that's like one of my favorite things about it Um, one of the last things I want to talk about for Andor um, unless you've got anything else oh no that's yeah that's about it otherwise just go watch it there is a lot of like slower political side of the Empire but it changes your perspective on the Empire. So yeah. like you can't watch like the regular trilogy now the same. Yeah, it really gets you thinking. And I think one of the things that does that really well is the the character Nimic, who's got the manifesto and everything like that. Yeah. That is so he is such a quietly spoken kind of like he's got a lower like quieter voice and everything like that. But the way he's speaking, like all his thoughts on the political side of this world are so good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's just like really so taking into account like how the Empire is standing on the backs of the people of the galaxy and how eventually if there's too many acts of insurrection it'll come together as one and mm-hmm. it'll be one too many for the Empire to handle. He's just I'm butchering how he says it, but it's so it's so well written. Like even yeah. if you just go like to YouTube again and watch like there's a two minute clip from the final episode that's just like you can go and or manifesto in YouTube uh, mm-hmm. searching thing and you'll find it. And it's just so eloquently put. Like mm-hmm. it's oh it's so good. It is, and, like, I don't know, it really, to me, changes how to, like, look at the whole, like, Galactic Civil War era. Oh, yeah. Because, um, like, you, we were just kind of thrown that, like, given it's that when the, the original trilogy came out, like, okay, like, this is going on, cool. Again, it's all leading back to how it all happened, yeah. like, how it all starts up. And Andor does a really good job of showing how, um, like, the Empire... Um, it's just so terrible like how the rebellion was born and it really just I don't know it just adds a lot more depth it shows how it was born but it also gives you another reason to sympathize with them right oh yeah absolutely again so well done yeah so definitely go watch it don't listen to what anybody has said about it being bad because it's probably one of the best Star Wars stuff I've ever seen if somebody tells you not to watch it because it's too dialogue heavy smack them in the face and go watch it on max volume to show them how wrong they are right like you need to you need to go watch it um, okay, I think we we can talk about this for a little bit before we go to the ad break. I want to get some uh, some of your thoughts on the second season of the Bad Batch, which is now streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are four episodes in. Four, yeah, four yeah, episodes four. in now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been really good. Oh well, yeah, you've been uh, you've you're all caught up, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just watched the last episode or the most recent episode yesterday. Oh no, okay. Thursday. I didn't get to watch it on Wednesday when it came out. Gotcha. But um, oh, it's it's just fun. It's yeah. a fun watch. It's really um, fun. I will watch Clone Wars animation uh, oh, stuff yeah. any time of day. Um, and what were you going to talk about? Any spoilers? Uh, at least for the... Uh, let's, let's do at least the first three. Okay. Uh, just because those have been out for a couple weeks now. Uh-huh. Um, so not talking about well, when, I put, when I put this out, this will probably be like a week or so after the four. Spoilers are allowed. Screw okay. it. Spoiler alert. This is your spoiler alert. Yeah. There's only one major thing to kind of spoil about. Um, yeah. And it's our, I, it is for me, our boy Commander Cody coming yes, back. Yes, sir. But we knew he was coming back already. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not too much of a spoiler. I remember seeing um, his face in the trailers and literally like jumping out of my bed and being like, yeah! Yeah. And I was afraid. But he still very well could. Uh, I thought he would die. Yeah. When he got introduced. Um, uh, yeah. 
and it still could be possible. We haven't, we don't know yet. Yeah. Um, he's it's gone AWOL, so we don't exactly know where he's at. Yeah. But it was going to, uh, I wanted to bring up a question because I'm just actually like genuinely curious. Yep. Um, so we know the clones have inhibitor chips. Yeah. And they are controlled to believe that, you know, the Jedi are bad, that the Empire is good. Yeah. But Cody, as we see, in the in the mm-hmm. Bad Batch doesn't really agree with that. Like he start other clones too have also yeah. show and you can kind of see it in the Bad Batch as well. Uh-huh. Other clones are starting to see like, yo, is this like really the right thing to do? And I'm wondering, does that mean like if a, if a Jedi were to walk in front of them, were would like they just start killing them still, or so like is the chip not controlling them? The anymore? whole like the whole point of the inhibitor chip was that it's supposed to like tone down your aggressive behavior because if they were if they didn't have those inhibitor chips they would be almost directly like Django Fett so they would mm-hmm. be like more combat prone more aggressive like all this stuff those inhibitor chips were specifically meant to make them more obedient make them follow orders easier it doesn't mean like they're entirely controlled so if a Jedi crosses their path then I mean they'll they'll follow orders um, and they'll probably arrest them or kill them mm-hmm. but it would be at that point, it would be more so their choice. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they're just out in the field and they see this happen and they don't have orders from anybody else, they can act on that as they wish. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like you're, see- like you're saying, you're seeing more clones kind of become questionable about their standing within the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them, like the uh, the captain from the first two episodes, Wilco, Yeah, he's like... He was defying orders because he's like, I'm not going to falsify an official report because I have orders to make that true. Uh-huh. And everything I saw was true. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's more so just like their own choice to follow orders and regulations now rather uh-huh. than just like the inhibitor chip kicked in. You're under the control of the Empire now. Yeah. You fight for us no matter what. They're uh-huh. kind of they're still able to form their own thoughts and opinions and everything like that. Like Cody said. In yeah, that's true. He does say, yeah. He's like, we have the ability to make our own choices. So it's more so just like if they're given an order, they're more likely to follow it because of those chips. Right. I don't know if they're like defecting or anything like that now, or if it's like, uh, or not defecting but like deteriorating. So it's like they're not as prone to follow orders because there's been a lot of them questioning it or right. slowing down on the order. But uh-huh. um, you know, I look forward to seeing more about yeah. it. Yeah, and I'm curious because there's a scene where you get to see Cody talk with Crosshair. They go on a mission together. Yeah, and. Crosshair has already kind of made his decision up about who he wants to side with. And I'm wondering, now that he's talked with Commander Cody, uh, Commander Cody basically was like, yo, if you follow orders blindly, you're just a stupid droid. Yeah. And, I don't know, it seemed like it kind of offended Crosshair. So I'm wondering if maybe now, hearing it from a different clone, other than just his squad. Somebody who, like, well, somebody I follow on Instagram, I can't remember their name, but um, they pointed out that it's like, Crosshair was on a mission with Cody, the mm-hmm. one clone he's run into recently that used his name and that knew him from before, and like they actually had banter and like rapport and everything mm-hmm. like that. They were friends almost, um, and now Cody's telling him like, "Hey, we live and die by our choices. Like, we just got to make sure like the choices we make are the right ones." I, this this person that uh, Instagram was like, I think that's finally seeping into Crosshair's head a little bit. Like, he's really starting to question because like. He's laying in his bunk and everything like that. He's like, he's wide awake before his alarms go off, and he's just like, you can see him just thinking. And then he goes yeah. to talk with Rampart, and he's like, wait, I'm not assigned to Commander Cody again. He's and Rampart's like, who is this? Yeah. And he goes, 
CC2224. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. It's like, you bastard. Yeah, he went AWOL, baby. Yeah, he's like, no, he, he's AWOL. And Cody's, or Crosshair's like, oh? Yeah. Like, literally, they said, um, Cody said, right before this scene, um, we're just a number to them. Yeah. And Crosshair just didn't really say much about it. And then the next scene, you see him laying in his bed awake before the alarm. So he's, like, sitting here, like, is this real? Like, he's in, like... A gross den, yeah. like a gray, like bunk area. He's all almost by in a cell. It's just like a small room with yeah. like a bunk, a crate, and his arm. That's yeah. it. Yeah, literally. And like he wakes up and goes to uh, report in, and literally the the what's the guy the imperial guy's name Rampart Rampart. Um, literally call him by a number. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, shit, maybe he's actually right. <laughs> well, they're, they're always calling him on the intercom right as he's about to dig into some food. They're just like, oh, no, uh, let this man CC eat his soup. like, you're, you're needed. It's like, oh, my God. He's just trying to eat a turkey leg, man. I know, like, let him eat, man. Like, he's hungry. Like, he's oh, skinny. He needs, yeah. to, he needs to beat up. He was left on Camino for a month. Let yeah. him eat. Right. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm just curious where this is going because there is a scene in Rebels um, with um, – Commander or with um, special agent uh, Cow Callus. Yeah, Callus. there was a literal scene where um, him and Zeb is it Zeb? Yeah, um, they are like stranded together. And they have to survive. Yeah, together. yeah. And that was one of my favorite episodes. Oh yeah, super super good episode. Again, um, it's one of those that's like it makes you kind of question the Empire and it gets, it gets yeah. you thinking a little bit. It's really good, right? And like. Zeb tells him, he's like, yo, I make my own decisions. I have a family. I get to be with people I care about. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to, like, he's not trying to convince Ka- uh, Kestis to, or not Kestis, Callus. Uh, <laughs> well, you could convince of, Kestis as well, I but know, he's a little of, further away. Yeah, I'm thinking of Cal Kestis here. Uh, but he's, like, telling him, look, like, I can make my own decisions. You know, I'm not ruled by somebody else. Right. And um, not, like, openly trying to convince him, mm-hmm. but just gets him thinking a little bit and then right after that they escape and um callus is back in his own bunk very similar to the crosshair bunk very similar and you just see him sitting there just kind of like looking around Mm -hmm. and i'm like he's just starting to think man is this really you know what my life is made to be yeah and then not even like a couple like maybe an episode or two later he defects from the empire well slowly because he's starting to become that fulcrum agent so he's like yeah. passing them information everything like that and then they find out like I think it's Kanan and Ezra they're like being taken prisoner or something like that or escorting him to prison or whatever and he's like no guys I'm fulcrum and they're like nah and he goes hey tells him he was right alright he's absolutely right I'll do what I can from here and they're like okay well we gotta make this look convincing and they just punch me in the face punches them, yeah. like, Ezra <laughs> like, I wanted to do it yeah I need to go back and watch Rebels. Again. I know. I, like, I was just thinking that. I'm like, man, I gave Rebels so much shit early on because I was like, oh, it's not the Clone Wars. It looks different. I was one of those yeah. idiots. But now I'm just I, like, I didn't watch it. I didn't tell. Yeah, I like just watched it like maybe a, a little over a year ago when I finally finished it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I wanted to punch him. Like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I wanted uh, to do it. It's like, like that gosh. banter is fun. Yeah, but, it's great. But I think that's if I were to put a prediction. I think Crosshair will come back. I and hope so. Will defect from the Empire. I hope so. That would be awesome. I'm seeing some parallels mm-hmm. there, so I, that's my that's my prediction. Yeah. But all right, well, we are going to take a very quick ad break, and then we'll come back. We'll jump right into again spoilers. Mando season three trailers. Oh, let's go, <laughs> baby! <laughs> all right, and welcome back. Okay, we got a lot to talk about because of Mando. I know like, that this man is coming back. It literally just like. What almost almost a little over a month away now. A little um, over a month, 
And I was like thinking back, I was like, man, how did Mando season three end? And I was like, well, we get to see Grogu return. I was like, oh, yeah. wait, that's in Boba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Mando season two, well, I guess, or season three, I guess we'll probably pick up after the events of uh, the book yeah. of Boba Fett. Yeah. Because um, he's already got the end one. He's got Grogu. Yeah. And, yeah. And like he's got Grogu back and now. He's um, still trying to go atone for taking his helmet off. Yeah. Which is going to, like, I. Just from the stuff that we've seen in the trailer, um, definitely uh, excited to see him go back to Mandalore. I'm so excited to see a live action Mandalore. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Right. And, like, we'll get to see all the ruins and. Um, I don't know. I just want to. I'm just excited to see all the Mandos. Yeah. And there is also. I'm curious. I, my, I have another prediction, okay. and we're gonna find out how Grogu survived Order sixty six. Yeah, because there's another flashback. Yeah, there was, I, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, in the trailer, um, I didn't even see it at first. Uh, or really understand what was happening because I think it was just another quick, like it was. It was just like a second quick frame. or two frame, and then it was uh, off to another scene. But mm-hmm. there's a scene where you see all the Jedi in the temple. It looks like, and somebody cutting down the saber or at the yeah. door with a saber. And I'm sure on the other side is Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to see an Order 66 scene, just like we got to see in, in Boba Fett again. Yep. Uh, so we're going to see who's who took Baby Yoda from the temple. Um, yeah. My thoughts are still R2-D2. I think he's still... Yeah. That's my, my guess. Is he I still has something to do with think that. About that. I don't know if you were telling me about it or somebody else was telling me about it, but it was like, um, like a theory that someone would come up with where it's like um, R2 like saved... Grogu from the temple, and then when um, Anakin goes and talks to Padman of Coruscant right before he heads to Mustafar, like C-3PO's chatting with uh, R2, and R2's like freaking out. He's like moving from side to side, and he's just like, he's beeping really nervously or something. I can't tell droid emotions, but yeah. I, think, I think it said like nervously beeping. Yeah. Like that. Like he's, he looks like he's freaking out, so it's just like, does he know he's harboring a now fugitive, but also he just witnessed Anakin kill a bunch of kids? Like, I, yeah. oh man. I, right. If that's what happens, I'm all about it. Yeah. That would be really cool. It'd be, yeah, it would be a really cool lore moment, I feel like. Yeah. Um, if not, I and, wonder who did it. Yeah, I know, be because the scene that we see Grogu in, um, in, Bo- in Book of Boba Fett, is, um, now granted he's short, mm-hmm. but like if somebody was holding him, they'd be on the same elevation of whoever's holding him, like a normal human. Right. But his perspective is he's low underneath, like below, like the waistline of all the Jedi that you see. Yeah. Um, so Which is could. still is still a little taller than he is. So right. it's like there's definitely like, he's so being he, held up or propped up and maybe yeah. he's like in a like I mean, we've seen this in Mando and Boba Fett, like he's in a floating um cradle most yeah. of the time. I wonder if it's just that or if it's like Could be. Or it if it is somebody be. just like holding him and like a Jedi holding him and like getting their lightsaber ready for combat or yeah, something. Yeah, it like could that. yeah, it could be that and he maybe hands him off to to um uh, R two because yeah. I just thought of wouldn't it be different? It, like bringing up your theory about episode three of how he looks, the mm-hmm. droid looks, or how R two looks like scared. I feel like Anakin probably would have seen R two carrying him away probably. in that scene yeah. where you see in the book of Boba Fett. So I could, I could definitely see it being a youngling or something carrying Grogu away, um, and maybe handing him off to R two or something like that. Yeah. Um, but there's like another thing too where in when season two ended, when Luke and R two came in. Mm. Um, R two looked like excited to see him. Yeah, like he knew yeah. him. So he was just like, like, hey, you made it. Yeah. So like, I'm wondering that that's just like kind of supporting yeah. like my my wonder if R two was the one. Now it could be just like he just knows R two is seeing 
like Grogu and he's just like, holy shit, another Yoda! Yeah, like... That's cool as hell! Like, Ooh, I, fuck. I haven't seen one of you in a long time. <laughs> and the one I saw was old and 600 years old. Hey, like, I don't know if he's related to you, but the other one I saw beat me with a stick, so you better not. Yeah, We're keeping was, you away from every woods. Yeah, he was like 900 years old and full of wrinkles. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... Yeah, I don't know. So I'm, I'm curious. I bet we'll see how Grogu survived Order 66, so how he got out of the temple. Um, I definitely think we'll see um, more Mandos and hopefully the scene that you talked about where you see the Darksaber rise up and he like, leads Mandalore. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see, too, what's going to happen with Bo-Katan. Oh, yeah. That's my, I'm wondering if she's going to be the antagonist. It kind of seems like they're setting her up for that, or if it's just like she's just going to be a salty person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. just like trying <laughs> yeah. to rule Mandalore in name alone and not by holding the saber. Yeah, like it's like Din like raises his the dark saber on the stage in front of all the Mandalorians, and you yeah. just see Bo-Katan just like yeah, just arm mm-hmm. crossed. I wanted it. <laughs> like that's mine. Yeah, that's um, the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> <laughs> right, and like I don't know. I just think that she could be a problem. Like yeah. a some sort of person that he's gonna have to like kind of go against because I don't really know who would be now because Moff Gideon's been arrested. Yeah. Um, Grogu is back. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Unless it, it it's really, just like another crime syndicate, like it does raise that. Well, because yeah, I'm wondering because like um, like you're saying, most of the main antagonists are pretty much dealt with. Yeah, like, they're kind of taken away. So like, there is um a couple scenes in both the trailers where it's like Navarro is mm. being attacked. Like, you see, I don't remember which trailer it was, but, like, um, Grief Karga is, mm. like, moving his robes out of the way to get to his gun. And mm. it's like, who's he about to fight? And this is about to turn into, like, a full-scale battle? Because then Mandalorians are dropping from starfighters down into the city. Mm-hmm. And right. it's like, what is going on? Like, who are they fighting? And I'm yeah. just like, show me more, but also don't do it until March. I know, like, I, w- I want to know, but I want to find out when I watch yeah. it. Like, I don't want to <laughs> know until I can see it, but I also really want to know. Yeah, like, give, just give me the episode now. Let, the, I'll just yeah, go ahead yeah, and watch yeah, it right yeah. now. Just come on, just come on. <laughs> just the first I know one. Bad Batch is releasing, but just come on. Come yeah, on. Just, just the first one real quick. Yeah. But I am so ready to see more Mandalorians. That's all mm. I've ever wanted from yeah. this show. Like, we got them in season one, but mm-hmm. then we never... We didn't see them again until the armor and, mm-hmm. like, all the um, dead Mando's helmets and right. armor pieces and everything like that. We got a few in Season 2, mm-hmm. and then none in Book of Boba Fett besides the heavy Mando and, uh, or Paz Vizsla, which I think is his name, and then uh, the, armor the armor in Book of Boba Fett. And then now we're getting a bunch. I'm yeah. just like, and we're winning. I, I think, too, I, I'm pretty sure every trailer that's come out for Season 3 has had has shown... The scene with a bunch of Mandalorians yeah. in it. So I really think that we're going to take up a good chunk of the scenes we see. I hope so. As opposed to like, I think in season one, you just see, like you said, you see the, the pile of armor. And then there's that, that one scene where they come out and help Mando mm-hmm. escape. Uh, and that's that's like it. You see him a little bit in episode one and three. It just kind of, because like he's just walking oh, that's through. that's true. Yeah. And they're all the just covert. looking, they're looking at his best garb, everything, and they're like, He's got a bunch of it. Look at that. Let him go. 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 Let
Bamuyiwa, who did the one with the mudhorn. Nice. Okay. His episode, and then uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yeah. When she did her episode for Book of Boba Fett, that was all about like. Uh, Din learning how to use the dark saber and uh-huh. getting kicked out and yeah. then building the end one. So I'm like, right. she's gonna do great with a bunch of Mandalorians yeah. at her disposal. Yeah, and I I don't know if it's bad to say, but that's probably my favorite episode of Book of Boba. Fett. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not even in it. <laughs> he gets a name drop. <laughs> I think that I think the last three episodes of that uh, season. Because I think they're doing a season two of it. Oh really? I, I think, think so. I th- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think hope you're right. That'd be awesome. But. um those last three episodes were really good. They were. Like, they were really the good. The other three, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed the show a lot. I really did. Oh, that. yeah. But, um, Super good show. Some of them, like the third episode was a little weaker than the others. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They brought in Black Crescent, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, but then like four, you got Din coming back and he just looks awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, five and six, you got like every character coming back. So you got Cobb Vanth, Cad Bane. Ahsoka, Luke, Luke. Um, like, Grogu, Grogu, the people of Freetown, like you got everybody in there. Yeah. And then six is the the big showdown, and it's just so good. And then right. post credit scene, Kyle Banth is alive. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, good. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy he's alive. Yeah. Um, I'm Timothy sure Elephant we'll... needs to be in more Star Wars. Right. That's all I'm saying. And I could see him being in season three of Mando. Oh, that would be great. Um, maybe you could see him like finally get out of the back to tank. Maybe they give him his own set of armor. I know, yeah, like they, maybe they he's like him into worthy of the co- like he's worthy of the covert. What if that's what's happening in like in the opening shot of that second trailer that dropped? It's a bunch of Mandalorians moving up a ridge. What if that's them inducting him into the Mandalorians? Oh I would be I would do it. It's just so Din, so like he can give him like the armor because I know Din didn't want to take the armor. Like yeah, well he did, he, but he like, did because it belonged to like his creed and everything like that. But he recognized how good of a fighter he yeah. was, and he's like, maybe we should just take him. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should just bring him in. Yeah, bring him in so he can, you know, loopholes. Like, yeah. he's part of the Mandalorian, but at least he's got the armor now. He's, he's just an older foundling. What can I say? Yeah, like, come on. Like, Grogu's 50. Like, God, <laughs> like, man, he's like 40 some odd. Yeah, I like, know. Grogu's older than he is. All I'm saying is, when that premiere drops, if I'm not skipping work or take, taking a holiday um, or um, watching it late at night, either way, the helmet is on. Oh, yeah. I'm watching it through the helmet. I don't <laughs> give a damn. That's the only way to enjoy that. Crack open a Red's apple ale and yeah. then just sit there with the helmet on. Oh. I'm like, Katie, I'm sorry. You just rearranged your room, but that volume is getting turned up. That <laughs> helmet is going on, and you are not to interfere. Yeah, I'm like, nobody speak to me. I am watching. Nobody speak to me. I am with my people. I know. This is the way, baby. I'm going I'm to be wearing my Mandalorian dog tag, drinking out of my Mandalorian flask. Oh, hell yeah. I am a fanatic. That's, I don't give a shit. I don't know, Like, this is probably, Ryan is probably the most Mandalorian, the biggest Mandalorian fan. Like, not just the show, but just Mandalorian uh, as a whole. And yeah. the whole Star Wars lore that I ever met before. It's, like, uh, and it's a I really, yeah. so I got into them because of the show, obviously, like, how do you not? Right. But then, like, the Clone Commando books that um, you you mm. now have, I lent them to you. Uh-huh. Um, like, they've got a lot of, like, Mandoa, so their language. they got a lot of their customs in it. They've got two of the coolest Mandalorians ever. Their names are Cal Scarada and Waylon Val. Uh-huh. Like, they are dope. Like, all of that just, like, come together. I was like, can I just be one now? Can I just have... And then, like, there's a bunch of... Um, People called the Mando Mercs. They're like a mm. costume club that yeah. does charity events. Uh-huh. Some of their armor looks so good. Oh yeah, I'm I like, think, yes. I think we've sent it to each other before on Instagram. Yeah, right? oh, yeah. That's what I thought. That guy, that guy's armor specifically, it's awesome. I'm gonna have to like put his um, like his tag or something somewhere just to yeah. be like, hey, 
go go support this. Go dude. see like, this guy's armor and know what I'm talking about. How dope it is! Like, yeah, please. We need to get you to Disney World so you can build the dark saber. Please, that's all I want. Like you could build, you could actually build the oh dark saber God. instead of a normal, like a normal colored one. I know it would be like Florida heat, but I would be walking around all day with that helmet, like a camelback with the straw going into the helmet. So <laughs> I never have to take it off. I will follow the way, baby. That's right. And have the dark saber ignited the whole freaking oh way. Oh my god! Like, yes. come on. Every picture I take, the helmet's on. The dark saber's out. Just deal with it. Anyone who travels with me there. Yeah. No. I mean, I would get one too. Oh, I'm gonna get. Yeah, I need huh? to get me a helmet. I want to get me a full suit of armor. Hell. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because like, I don't Inside. definitely. I definitely don't know a whole lot about the Mandalorians as much as you do. Um, but. Ever since, I mean, I've always had a, a strong fascination with them. Always yeah. loved them. And then, of course, when the show came out, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, ever since Boba and Jango Fett, like those guys were looking dope in Mandalorian armor, and then we get a whole show about them. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. For the viewers at home, uh, there is a uh, a picture of me and Ryan on the beach in Florida, <laughs> where he is wearing a Mandalorian helmet, has his Mandalorian dog tag on, and at the time, my phone case was the Mandalorian Mythosaur. Hell yeah, dude! And like we just like were holding it there. Just to I might have to use that as the promotional image. This podcast. Oh yeah, you should. I might have to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good time. You know, just let we're just letting the people know. We're just letting the people know. Yeah, you're hearing two Mandalorians talk about shit. That's right. That's all it is. Like, just cannot wait. Cannot wait for season three. And like, I don't know. Those are my 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 main predictions. Is that we'll find out how Grogu survived. Yeah. We'll see Mando uh, back on Mandalore, hopefully ruling Mandalore. If not, at least getting reinstated into the Mandalorian uh, culture. Yeah. Um, And Bo-Katan being an antagonist. Maybe not the main one, but... Well, even if he doesn't get instated again into the Mandalorian culture, like, he's just kicked out of one, like, sect or Uh cult almost. The whole of the Mandalorian culture is technically okay with taking their helmets off. I think they might just not do that anymore, uh, uh-huh. just to you know keep themselves safe from blaster fire. Right. Um, I could be entirely wrong, but either way, I was gonna say yeah, I would keep it on too. He's literally invincible. He's bulletproof. Man. <laughs> like yeah, I would absolutely. Yeah, like like he's never actually been injured. I don't think. Like oh, well, I guess around, it's like walking around in full but... Kevlar every day. In life, just <laughs> yeah. like I'm never getting hurt by right. Him. Like, the only time he's actually, like, been kind of close to death was season one. Yeah. When IG-11, um, yeah, IG-11? Uh, no, uh, wait, no. Oh, yeah, when he healed him up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then Moff Gideon almost blew him to hell. Yeah, that right. That's scary. Which, uh, by the way, too, another thing I saw, somebody analyzing the trailer for season three, there is an IG-11 uh, statue on Yeah, there is. That thing looks so good. <laughs> he's literally, he's, like, the statue is him standing on top of a stormtrooper helmet, like, crushing it. That might have been there in season two, but I honestly don't remember. Ooh, you know, I don't either. I'll have to go back. I just gotta go back and watch. You just gotta go back and watch the whole yeah. thing? That's fine with me. <laughs> Shit, I guess I have to go back and watch. Yeah, Man, like... My hands are tied. I'm sorry. sorry. This is the way it calls me, you know? I can't... <laughs> this is the way. I can't fight it, man. Like, <laughs> look, he tried to fight it. He took his helmet off for Grogu. He, fought, he took it off for love. I, I gotta right. go back and watch. It just like, has to happen. Yeah. I mean, I have to rewatch the entire show anyway for when it comes out. So oh, yeah. Just yeah, we'll go right up. in. We're caught up. We've got to watch season one and two and then yeah. watch the Mandalorian seasons and Boba Fett. And yep. then you are right there. Yeah, now you're ready. Yeah, which I assume is probably going to take – it's going to start probably like right after. Yeah. Would probably. be my guess. Um, yeah. Don't really know why they would go too far into the future, but I guess they could. You know, they could, but I, I imagine it wouldn't be like – Years into the future, right? Yeah, it'd probably be pretty quick after. Yeah, it's looking like it. Because I mean, even then, he's like he's taken off into space already. Oh yeah, into that. So Uh yeah, Yeah, he's still in his new uh, Naboo Starfighter. We'll see where he goes. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Me too. Um, 
Well, you know, we're gonna we got plenty of time left. We're gonna switch gears a little bit because, uh, you know, we we've been doing some stuff over on your YouTube channel. We've been uh, giving you some content and everything like that, making some good stuff uh, in the game Seven Days to Die. Still, we, oh yeah, um, the second most popular uh, series on the channel besides your Spider Man stuff. The Spider Man oh ones God. has taken just mainly because I think the mod community for that game is just uh, really into it right now. So sure, but it's also it's great that it's getting that much attention. Like your Venom mod has been doing really, really that one. Well. That one has been. Um, Rifling up mainly because I I think what it helped was I had chosen to do that mod because not a whole lot of people have actually done one before. Mm. Um, so I was like looking up just mod ideas, uh, just what to do, and not many people had a Venom one. And I was like, oh, you really? know what, let's do it because I was I got inspiration from my case, mm. my phone, my now new phone case is a Spider Man and Venom <laughs> crossover. But I remember you telling me that, and I was like. That's cool, but also traitor. I know, I knew. I need to give me an. I'll, I'll, I'll probably switch this out in like a month or so. I, and then go back to that one. That one's awesome. Yeah, like I switch, I go through phone cases too much, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, our the seven days. Uh, we've got six episodes out now. Yeah, and they combined have almost acquired about a thousand views. Um, no way. The, well, yeah, actually, well, like combined, so, like it's like. The first one was um, at like almost three hundred. Yeah, it's almost at three hundred. Yeah. Almost all the other ones are getting close to a hundred apiece. Well, the the two after that both had like thirty, so I think it was like thirty six oh, gotcha. or thirty five or something like that. Oh, okay, still yeah, good. And then check. the two after that had like ninety, mm-hmm. ninety five, something like that. Is like I was looking at those. I would always, I mean, because I like me, I would go and like either rewatch the episode that we did or just like watch. The numbers keep going up. I'm uh-huh. just like, yes. Yeah. Like, they they have been gaining subtraction, and there's, like, people that have commented on it saying that they're happy that that game is still, like, kind of being yeah. uh, promoted and talked about and stuff. I remember that one comment that was like, I thought this game was dead because it's not being played by streamers or YouTubers anymore, but hey, I'm glad you guys are doing it. You just earned yourself a subscriber and a like. I was like, yes, yes sir. Please, yes, please. That's baby. what we like to see. This game is one of my favorites of all time at this point. Just, like, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it, the way I explain it to people who are thinking about buying it, it's like Minecraft, but bloodier, and you are a lot more scared. Yeah, and there's zombies everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say there's no creepers, but I ran into a creeper zombie, which is basically just those exploder <laughs> yeah. boys with the C4 trapped to their chest. They're terrifying. Yeah, but, um, sadly took out some of your medical supplies in a crit in a chest. They took everything from me, man. <laughs> they took my food. They took my, they took my water and my beer, and they took my medical supplies. I'm starting over from scratch. Yeah, at least you got your ammo. It's true. I do have all that. I have so that's good. Plus, hopefully. I got some turrets. I bought up some turrets so I can help, hopefully, set up some defenses to not have this shit happening. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff is getting moved to a separate building. That's just what's going to happen. I'm going to set up a different building that's going to have all my supplies so it doesn't get blown up. Uh, yeah, like, I, I think that'd probably be it's just in case more of those more of those uh, creepers on oh, and equivalents will. will come back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm scared. Um, we're only on day nine, I think. We're like the most recent episode is just the day after nine. Fortnite. No, uh, I think I, I think it was nine because I think we went through two days. Uh, no, so we went through one day because we went. Uh, yeah, okay. Mm, yeah, because we finished the horde night and then we went into day eight and we like survived the night. We were like hobbling back to our base because I like broke my leg or sprained my leg or something like that. <laughs> Still infected, but we'll sort that out later. I might have to just die from it. I might yeah. just ask you to mercy kill me. <laughs> yeah. Like, just put all your I'll stuff set up a, I'll set up a sleeping bag on the ground and just be like, yeah, just do it. Just yeah. pop head real quick. But, um... Right. Yeah, you're right. We're on day nine because we got through the night and everything like that. So now we're, uh, five days away from the next horde. Sweet. So, that should be really fun. Yeah, I'm excited. This, this game has been a lot of fun. Um, 
I've I've played it just on and off throughout the years, yeah. uh, and then when we started playing it, uh, you were able to teach me a bunch of the. There, I didn't realize how much stuff you could do in this game. Oh yeah, um, they've added a lot since. Yeah, like even since. I started playing in like 2019. They've added so much stuff. Like right. those exploder zombies are totally new. Like, oh yeah, I, they had never been in the game up to this point. I don't think. So it's and when I first saw that, I was like, "What is that thing?" I was freaking out, and it blew up in the streets. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, are those grenades slapped across his chest? Yeah, like, but like it, no matter how much fear I have in that game of losing stuff or seeing like a giant zombie with C4 attached to his chest or grenade rounds like attack, it's still. So yeah, it's so great. It's by far the best zombie game. Like, well, zombie survival game. It's up there with Seven Days or with um, Left for Dead. That's another really yeah. fun zombies game. Uh, we've we've done a couple episodes of that. On yeah, the channel, which we need to do more. Of. Yeah, th- those two have also done pretty well. Yeah, and um, we've talked about like you and I have talked about. We need to get Burke on board um, doing um, a series on your channel of mm-hmm. Left for Dead where we just go through the basic levels of each or like the basic campaigns. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because uh, like be you got. I think if you've got um, both Left 4 Dead 1 and Left 4 Dead 2, so like the, like they've got all the things on there. Uh, it has every campaign from all the games, and then we can even find modded ones through the workshop. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about going through all those. We still need, I still need to send Burke a message about it, but like going through all of those, and then once we do that, I mean, that'll be like 15 or so mm-hmm. videos on your channel already. <laughs> Sweet. And then we can Fine jump into some modded stuff. And yeah. Even, like, even modded uh, survival rounds we could do. So Yeah, that'd I think, be perfect. Because so I want to try and beat our record for the survival. Because I think it's only like maybe three three minutes or so on one of them. Uh, I think it was like three three to five. Somewhere yeah, in there. Some, somewhere around there. I think we had and, gotten uh, a bronze medal for time survived, but we had never gotten silver. Right, we got close, but we got real messed up. Yeah, well, we can make. I know we can make oh, it. We can make uh, it absolutely. Definitely, some more strategic uh, placing of like gas cans or something could help. I think, but placing gas cans, like making sure if someone's going to get on a mounted MG, we have people covering the sides. Yeah, um, the we tanks, put the man. AI far away. Yeah, the tanks, man. They're the ones oh, that God. they're the ones that mess us up. Yeah, they, um, they just come and screw it all. They're very similar. They remind me very much of the zombies from Seven Days to. Uh, with like the C4 like yeah. they don't explode but like their toughness and the mm-hmm. damage they can the do the amount of rounds you have to sink into them is just yeah. annoying it's, yeah it's, it's tough it's but. literally like you wouldn't think it because they're on two opposite ends but it's like the tank is the most dangerous just because he takes a ton of health off you every time he swings and he can send you flying off a bridge or into a car or something like that the other most dangerous one in my opinion anyway is the jockey yeah, that dude jumps just on jump you, on takes you away from your team into a bunch of other zombies. A hunter will jump on you right after, and he'll jump on another person. Uh, Those dudes suck, yeah. and they're so hard to hit because they're like running around and yeah, jumping they're squirming and around on your top, oh, your head, like, on your head there. I hate them so much. Yeah, but like, I love the game anyway. Yeah, like those two, I think are by far one of the like some of the best zombie games that have ever been you know put out there. Yeah. Um, and I've just started playing The Last of Us, though. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. After, with inspiration from the show. Uh, yes. And that game, too, has also been really fun. Uh, yeah. Really terrifying. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, like, already had, like, so many jump scares, but I, I flinch easily, so yeah. <laughs> that's probably why, but... It's a, it's a scary one, but it's, it's real good. Um, well, we might as well jump into, the, like, we're talking about The Undead. We might as well talk about The Last of Us <laughs> show a little bit. I mean, I don't want to get too... Spoiler heavy. Um, no, but yeah, I won't play, spoil anything. If people about have it, played but... the game for The Last of Us, the premiere episode they just put out last week is dead up like the opening to the game. It mm-hmm. is so good. I mean, you got the uh, Neil Druckmann, so the guy who created and directed the game. Mm-hmm. He's behind the show, like he's creating yeah. it and like producing it, so he knows 
exactly what's going on, like what he wants to happen, and everybody working with him is a fan of the game, so they're like, absolutely, we'll make this happen. Right. And then you got Pedro Pascal, the Mandalorian, coming in as another, like, <laughs> dealing with a kid as cargo and becoming their father figure. Really, yeah, honestly. Like, to be honest, that's really the main reason why I wanted to watch the show. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I've always heard really good things about the game, and I was like, I enjoy zombie games. Um, so I was like, let's give it a try. I, uh, I texted my buddy Casey because he loves The Last of Us. He's played the first game like 25 times. Oh, my God. He's played it on every difficulty. He's gone through as much as he could. Like he's He loves that game with all his heart. And so awesome. I texted him. I was like, hey, like when the show got announced, I was like, hey, did you, uh, did you hear about this? He goes, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I'm like, well, why not? That sounds like it's going to be great. It's going to be on HBO. You got Pedro Pascal as the lead. Like That could be great. And he goes... I'm such a purist when it comes to Left 4 Dead. I don't want it, or not Left 4 Dead, <laughs> Last of Us. He's like, I don't want anything to change. I was like, eh, all right. But then they announced the cast list. I was like, oh, oh, damn, these are these are pretty good people for this. And he was like, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm still, I'm on the fence about it. I was like, all right. But then that premiere episode came out. I was like, okay, dude, you have to watch this. He goes, really? I was like, it's dead up like the opening of the game. If you love the game as much as you say you do, you will love the show. And he's Maybe I'll watch it. He gets back to me the next day. He goes, bro, you were right. That was so good. And I was like, yes! <laughs> like, yes, sir. And he goes, there were a couple changes that I was like, eh, on. But then as they kind of went through the show, I completely forgot about the changes. I loved it. I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Change is good. Right. Yeah. Like, it needs, like, it needs to be, I think, just a smidge different than mm-hmm. the game. Like, it, like have the same, like, storyline, the same Smaller plot Smaller creative differences. Right, yeah. Because yeah. I think it just makes it a little bit more interesting because, like, some people I've heard about, they're just like, I, 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 if it's just like the game, I don't need to watch it. I already know what happens. Yeah. But, like, uh, it does follow the game pretty well. Mm-hmm. But there are some changes that they've made that I've noticed uh, yeah. that just, you know, add a little bit of extra. I think... Extra storytelling. The biggest too. one is that, yeah, they started it off with, like, a, uh, like a 60s talk show interview with two... Um, Scientists like mm-hmm. talk about talk about the plague. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of shows like the day before or the day of the uh, end of the world, basically. But right. It's like throughout the day and everything, like morning to afternoon to evening, and then it launches like right into the game. And it's yeah. like I really liked that because it gave context to everything. Like they changed up some stuff. I think uh, I'm not sure how much exactly, but. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of like where everything started, yeah. Um, one of the things they changed was they set the beginning of the show in two thousand three, mm-hmm. and in the game and in the show, it's twenty years after the like after it starts. It uh-huh. takes place twenty years. It's taking place in twenty twenty three. I'm like, no, that's this year. Don't kill us. <laughs> I know, right? You're gonna bring down a plague of like mushroom men on us. Everyone's gonna turn into zombies Aye. here. Oh. Well, at least we got the study guide. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the last of us real quick. Yeah, we, you know, we're seven days to die, people. We know how to survive. Yeah. Like, as long as we got a shotgun turret that's useless, we'll just set it up at the top <laughs> of the stairs and we'll be totally fine. Yeah. Like, we tried to, we tried to set up a turret on seven days to die for our first horde night. Yeah. And unfortunately, it did not work. But I think you said you figured it out I how to get it to work. So, next time we jump in there, I'll spend a good portion of the episode trying to figure out how to get that thing working just to make sure we're set up and ready and then um i might even try it on a different one uh-huh. uh first just set it at the base of the door like at the doorway uh-huh. just so if any zombies come up and decide to get curious to try to sell girl scout cookies we can figure out if it's really working and so that way we'll have one at the top <laughs> we'll of the stairs as a fallback position we'll have that set up and ready to go <laughs> you're right like i think yeah i think that'll be a good idea because horton will be here before we know it oh my god um, yeah. it's, but 
But yeah, no, the that game has been fun. Um, seven or uh, Leftford, well, the Leftford has been fun. Uh, but also, The Last of Us is also the game has been fun. I'm I'm trying to stay a little bit ahead of the show. So like, oh good, yeah. Um, I haven't completely played through the game all the way through, but I'm well ahead of where the show left off. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see him. But I'm really excited to see Pedro Pascal again. I know. Uh, yeah. It, it it is hilarious though that he is like literally a father figure in this show too. Yeah. Uh, he just keeps landing those roles, and I'm just like, he's good at it. Yeah, so. we're here for it. I don't yeah. care. This is great. It, I think it was you that sent me a little connection about anybody that's watched Stranger Things. Um, oh yeah, Hopper the, yeah. in Stranger Things loses a daughter. And, um, two dads that two, lost daughters, and yeah. they get a new one named L. Yeah. Oh, so like, it was yeah. It's I like that pair a lot. Don't know if they actually meant to do it that way. I doubt. I don't it, think they did. Uh, I think it was just like because the game was out before Stranger Things, right? So yeah. Like Stranger Things wouldn't have copied that. Oh, maybe maybe they did. Who's mm-hmm. to say? But I don't think that's meant to be a parallel. But it's just like. People are creative. They come up with parallels all the time, so they're just like, "There we go." Yeah. But so, but it's it's good, and I'm I'm excited to watch the rest of that show. I have to and to play more uh, and to kill more zombies in video games. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> anything would be good. Yeah. But, um, I've I've been going back and watching um, like somebody play through The Last of Us like as a blind playthrough. They did it a few years ago, but it's like. It's fun to watch them go back through it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember that from the show. Okay, they changed this up a little bit, but that's not that bad. That's pretty good. And I'm just watching it through. I'm like, okay, this is so much fun. Yeah. I'm really just enjoying watching someone else play through it, knowing full well I'm going to see that on the show like the next day. Yeah. So I'm I'm having a blast with it. I never really got into The Last of Us when it came out or like when everyone was up in arms about it because I'm an Xbox person. Yeah. That might sound crazy to some people, but... um, on Xbox, recently getting into a little bit of PC stuff. I haven't bought, like, or built a PC yet, but, um, like, I've slowly gotten to, like, the Steam games and everything like that, mm-hmm. but, um, like, watching people play The Last of Us, watching the show, like, oh, it's been so fun. Yeah. It's been such a good time. It, it's, it's good, and, like, I think I've played a, a game called Phasmophobia for a while now, yeah. and it's, like, a ghost hunting game. Uh, it's, I, it terrified me before. That was the first scary game I've ever owned and played oh. like by myself. Uh, well, I, actually, well, I never played by myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm still too scared to do that. You but, play with a team. Yeah. I play oh, with at least a, a teammate, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it kind of trained me to be okay with scarier games because The Last of Us, is it's like... If I would have played this before I ever played Faz, I probably wouldn't like it because I'd be too scared. Like Possibly, yeah. Um, there's definitely been some like jump scare stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and like, kind of, I was getting a little like creepy vibes from Seven Days. Yeah. Um, although I was a little bit more comfortable, uh, I kind of knew how to play. Well, I don't really know much about the game, but I knew how to, like survival games work just yeah. from like Minecraft. Yeah. Uh, you know, to gather food, gather resources. Yeah. Weapons, everything like that. Right. So like, I wasn't too scared to play Seven Days to Die by myself when I first got it, like yeah. years ago on the PS4. Um, but it still was like kind of you know a little spooky. Like zombie games, like they they can be a little unsettling. Yeah, for anybody that's never experienced like scary games before. Right. Yeah, I think when I first bought Seven Days, um, Casey had bought it with me, mm-hmm. and so we were just like, why don't we just start a world together? We'll just jump into it and everything like that. So I had started off playing with the teammate, but then I jumped into it by myself. I'm like. Okay, suddenly this is a little more stressful because I don't have someone watching my back. But yeah. Like, once you just like 
jump in and like start a world on your own and just kind of run through it it forces oh, yeah. you to be like almost more um almost more careful because mm-hmm. it's like again obviously you don't have that person watching your back or anything like that but then also like you don't have to worry about splitting supplies right You're yeah just, like, keep i keep all the medical for myself i yeah. never get infected no right i wish i would never get infected i know i, I mentioned earlier um Ryan is infected in our in our seven days series right now, and we've been desperately trying to find antibiotics for six episodes now. We've been looking <laughs> at every them. every pile of trash, every locked crate, every box, everything, and it's just we even like try to buy them off of traders, and there's just nothing. Yeah, like They're nowhere to be found. And we even looted a hospital. Yeah, and I think we may have maybe found one. I don't even know if we found any, honestly. I'm about to have to go um, back and watch. To find yeah, out, like, I, I don't remember. Did. Like, um, you think in a hospital? Um, I think we found. We'd find one. We found vitamins. I think that's what it was. Oh no, we found a jar of honey, and that cures five percent of your infection. So it was yeah. like I'm good for a little bit, but then it like went back up the five percent we lost and got like ten percent more in. And I was like. I'm going to die. I oh, know. Like, sooner or later, the time will come, unfortunately. Bro, Unless we then, find them. And then but... I started a world, another world on my own where I was just like, I'm just going to jump into a different, like, pre-generated world or something like that. I got infected again. Really? I can't <laughs> get away from it. <laughs> you can't get away from the plague. I can't. I can't get away. But yeah, like, I don't I, I've... I've never have died from an infection in that game, but I don't think I've ever actually been infected. Anytime I've um, ever been infected in that game, I've had antibiotics on hand, so I've just been able to pop them and get over it. Yeah. But now it's like maybe I'm next time probably we'll gonna die. Yeah. I just like, want to see what happens. I just want to like, I almost want to let the bar get filled just to see like if it hits a hundred percent. Do I drop dead immediately or do I like turn into a zombie that you have to kill? Like how what, cool I would, would want, that be? That would be really cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> Terrifying too. I'm like I don't wait to kill like, my it, own it shows me dead, but then like you turn around and there's a zombie wearing all my armor and everything just hobbling toward you. It's like no, I know. I'm like oh, I had to kill my team. I would still be, I would still be okay with that if it's like. Hey, do you want to respawn? I'm like, yes, I want to see this. Yeah. Like, what if you could come back and like kill your zombie self? Whoa, <laughs> that'd be some. That'd be so cool. That'd be some inception, right? It'd there, break the but... timeline, but yeah. I'd be okay with it. I mean, hey, yeah, maybe there's a mod for it. <laughs> I wonder. I, I looked one day if there was like a Steam Workshop for like a bunch of mods or anything like that. And there's there's not a workshop, but there are mods out there that'll just like make it easier for the player. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like it'll pull up. Um, like a more detailed food and water bar it'll give you percentages and everything like that i don't know how to download them but gotcha yeah i've never even looked into it before yeah um, i've always just looked at the green and blue bars at the bottom of my hot bar and just been like i'm all right for now yeah i'm starving i need to eat <laughs> yeah like the last episode i think i had to like scarf down like all the food that i had left we keep running into the problem where like we either don't have enough food or we don't have enough medical for what we need yeah so like i keep getting closer and closer to death of infection and then every now and again, you're just like, oh, my person's starving. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I don't like, I think I was like rocking like a 5% hunger thing yeah. for a while. And I was like, I should probably eat something. Yeah, we were <laughs> like, well, we can either buy ammo or we can buy food to make sure we don't die. But then we got the forge and the yeah. workbench and we were like, oh, we don't ever need to buy ammo again. Yeah, I was going to say, we can just make our own. Yeah, we're, we're good there. So. If only you got to make our own antibiotics, but you have to level up like your intelligence skill tree all the way up and then your physician skill perk you have to get that all the way level it's a lot of work you have to kill a lot of zombies yeah and 
I mean, hey, the next Horde Night we'll have more zombies, so maybe uh, sure. we'll kill more and get more experience, and then uh, yeah. maybe be able to make those kind of upgrades. Yeah, but. well, if those shotgun turrets eventually work, we won't have to do a damn thing. We can just sit back in the cut, just yeah. like, ah. You can sit back and watch season three of Mando. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for that. I know. Well, um, my notes are empty. You got anything else you want to chuck out there? Or? Uh, I don't think so, no. It's been it's been fun recapping, though, for Star Wars and, yeah. and of course, talking about the undead. That's some, those have been kind of like the prime thing I've been getting into recently. Undead with, stuff? Yeah, especially with The Last of Us coming oh, yeah. out. Yeah. But, and then, of course, you know, making Seven Days to Die videos. Those yeah, always, those for sure. Those spark the fun for oh, like, yeah. taking the zombies out. Yeah, and it's, it's like, that's always, it's kind of like, Minecraft. I've 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 been a Minecraft player for a long time, um, and um, I've always have kind of wished. I mean, there's mods you can put in, but I'm not, yeah. I don't really know how to mod Minecraft much anymore because really they they made it super difficult. Because yeah. um, they made it like, super difficult just to play multiplayer. Yeah, that's very true, and like, which is still like as popular as Minecraft is, it should definitely be a little bit easier. It should, uh, but um, but I've always wanted something a little bit more like thrilling or dangerous like i don't feel like i'm in danger at all whenever i'm playing minecraft ever yeah so like seven days kind of provides that like the same feel of survival but mm -hmm. like oh my god if i go out there i could actually die see that's <laughs> like, the thing i used to have that feeling of like i'm never in danger with seven days mm -hmm. but then like i got too far into the day count and those big old hulking zombies yeah. started appearing and i'm like I'm in danger. I yeah. could die. I'm in danger. And, <laughs> and I step out the door of any world I make or anytime I join a recording with you and I get slapped by a zombie once and my ass is infected. I'm yeah. just like, no! Like, it's going to get me good. Now. And then all the antibiotics are playing hide and seek like freaking champs. Oh, I'm just like, get away! Like, we'll find one like tucked away in a like, little Tupperware thing in yeah. some random house. <laughs> And that'd be like the first one we find, the only one we find forever. We missed a cardboard box in our house and it's just got four antibiotics oh, and it's just God. like, I will... Tear this game apart. Yeah, at that oh point I'm God. like, you know what? Well, yeah, <laughs> we deserve that. Now. Yeah, it's like, well, fine. We deserve that pain. The and zombies are missing apart it. the walls in the house. Like, where are those antibiotics go? We're gonna eat <laughs> them all. Antibiotics, you mother! <laughs> Stay out of the ground. <laughs> That's not be the dialogue. But do you remember that? Scene? Yeah, just be infected. Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! Look at that man. He's infected. No, that's the thing I'm sensitive that's about. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. <laughs> uh, shout out to John Mulaney. His comedy is amazing. Love John Mulaney. Just rewatched one of his things again. Oh, <laughs> one yeah. of his bits again on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah, dude. All right. Well, thanks for making this work. This was a great time. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, uh, always. Definitely love to be on future episodes for sure and yeah. pump out some more zombie videos. Well, I, got, I got a few episode ideas cooking. I just got to write them down, make sure I've got enough topics to cover. But uh, Sweet. we'll make it happen. All right. All Sounds right. like a plan. Hell, yeah. Well, uh, you know, go check out Jake's YouTube channel. You want to plug it? Oh, it's Pizza Man LK, baby. All Pizza lowercase, no spaces. Pizza Man LK. Uh, check oh, out the Seven Days to Die episodes. Give them some love, please. We yeah. work hard on them. They're all kind put of. together on a playlist, and they're advertised like on the main page when you click on the channel. So yeah. and if that's right not there. if that's not your forte, watch his Spider Man videos. Those got thousands of views already. Add on to it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I know, it's been fun playing that with those Spider Man and Seven Days are the the two big ones that are on my channel for oh, sure. Oh yeah. They bring in the most views. It's it's so, well worth it. Yeah, this this the seven days ones are they're good too. So right. they're really fun to watch. Well, 
you know, this isn't bad for the first time being like two consecutive episodes in a long time. Oh, I know. I'm excited. I would have to go back and listen to the one you and Christian talked about. Oh, yeah. The Marvel it, recap. It just got put up today. So. Sweet. Yeah, oh, you ever, sweet. All you right. feel like going and listening to it on your way back. You oh, know? Yeah. Absolutely. Might um, as well, yeah. Listen, I'll take any listens I can get. So, like, <laughs> no. no, I got you. I'll get it. Yeah, I definitely will. Alrighty. Well, uh, again, thank you for joining me. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. As always, uh, apologies for the delays on any future episodes, but you know what? Uh, we're cooking them. I was we're making say, them we're work. cooking, baby. <laughs> but uh, we're also cooking away at our jobs, so it's, it takes it, some yeah. time. Uh, For sure. uh, you know, they'll come your way. I love doing it, so we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Well, uh, I guess we end it the same way we always do. Bye. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> See you freaking later. <laughs>